Amen. Wow. Good morning, everyone. Wow. It's good to see you this morning. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you guys eat enough? How many of you ate too much? Go ahead. Admit it. I ate way too much. I feel like the turkey. I'm stuffed. Ah, funny. Well, I hope you had an enjoyable Thanksgiving holiday, and can you believe that uh, it's already passed and we're into the, uh, the Christmas season? So I want to be the first, well, maybe not the first, but I want to say Merry Christmas. But before I say that, I have to say thank you first, because we're still sort of in the, the Thanksgiving mode. And uh, so many of you, as I look out uh, around the room, so many of you have given of your time and of your, your talent and your treasure as well. Um, as you've helped us at the Salvation Army during this busy time of the year. And some of you, or many of you may know, that this is the busiest time of the year for the Salvation Army. Uh, We are doing many things and many activities out in the community, uh, helping and serving and doing as much as we can this time of the year. So I just want to say thank you to those of you that have been helping us, those of you that will continue to help us in the next few weeks ahead as well. And uh, before I go on, I just wanted to show a couple of things of what, uh, what uh, we've been doing, we the Salvation Army, and some of you have been a, a vital part of that. So let me show the first slide up here. We mentioned this last year, our, our last week, our Families Feeding Families. We collected over 300 of those red bags filled with food, and we handed them out and distributed them out into the community to needy families, and many of you participated, and we thank you for that. Uh, we served some meals to some seniors last week, uh, thanks to a gift from, uh, from Bruno Mars. You, some of you know that Bruno Mars gave a large donation to the Salvation Army to, to uh, serve meals. And so we're part of that. And so we served some meals to our seniors last week. We're going to do that to, more, uh, uh, to our Silvercrest senior residents in Wahiawa. And uh, then we're going to go out as, as well into the community, into the, uh, the Leeward Coast, the Wainai Coast, and reach out into those areas and uh, bring some meals and some food to them as well. And then last Thursday at Thanksgiving at the Blaisdell Center, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, the Salvation Army, we fed over 2,000 people. It was a great, uh, great experience. Some of you were there, and uh, our own Lieutenant Kyla was the turkey bearer this year, and she didn't drop the turkey, which was amazing. Uh, but it was great. You know, we were standing in line to, as every, they, they came in. There was sort of like a gauntlet, and we shook everyone's hand, or at least every other person's hand. So I'm, I'm sure I shook at least a thousand hands, right? I know the cadet was there too. But, uh, but it was great just to greet people and to serve them in such a wonderful way. Um, and I know uh, Rick and Lori were there with their kids, and I know they had a good time as well. And then I want to say thank you to the youth. Our youth, uh, they served last year, and, uh, or last week I should say, in our service, in our time of worship. And they're going to continue to serve throughout uh, the Christmas season uh, the next shot you see, some of you may know John and Susan Householder. John was in the hospital. We went to visit him. We did a little mini service there. We sang some songs and read some scripture and prayed. And that's part of our, what we call our CCM, or Community Care Ministry, uh, where we go and visit people, whether it's in the hospital or their homes or a nursing home. And today we're actually taking a group to uh, Capuna Viola, which is a nursing home here in Kapolei. And if you want to join us, it's at 2 o'clock 
We're going to go there and sing carols and bring Christmas gifts. But it's a great way to serve, and it's a great way to give back to the community and to help those less fortunate. And of course, many of you have been helping with our angel tree, which is uh, getting off the ground this last weekend. Many of you are ringing the bells, or will, helping deliver the buckets and picking them up. And of course, many of you are helping to count. And uh, I see some kids right down here, and they they helped count last night. And uh, so we thank you for that. So plenty of opportunity to serve And I just want to say thank you again. Just thank you to so many of you who give of yourself and of your time and of your energy. So, And then one last thing we had yesterday, we had our men's fellowship breakfast. And we had almost 50 guys there. We had a great time. Um, If any of you guys missed it, well, you missed it. But we're going to have it again. So uh, uh, keep on the lookout. But it was a wonderful time. And I want to say thank you particularly to the committee of men who, uh, who planned the whole event and, and prayed and prepped, and they even did all the cooking, and uh, we didn't even need the women, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> but we love the women, but we didn't need them yesterday. <laughs> but I want to say thank you. Again, but just, just overall, thank you, thank you, just for all that you continue to do. And uh, so let's pray together as we uh, look into his word this morning. Our Heavenly Father, We give you thanks this day because you are such a wonderful God. You take care of us. You provide for us. You've provided a way through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you for all the opportunities you give us uh, here at the Croc Center to, to serve you and to serve others in need. And I thank you, Lord, for all the people who've been willing to step up and say, yes, I want to be a part of that. I want to help. I want to give of myself, my time, and my, my talent, and my energy. And so, Lord, I just thank you for each of those people. And I, I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to bless them as we continue to serve others through your name during this holiday season. So, Heavenly Father, as we look into your word this morning, I pray that our hearts would be prepared. I pray, Father, that our spirits and our minds would be receptive to your will, to your Holy Spirit leading in our lives. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now I can say Merry Christmas. All right? Merry Christmas. Turn to your neighbor and say Merry Christmas. Turn to your other neighbor and say Merry Christmas. Say ho, ho, ho. All right. Good job. Well, our sermon series this Christmas is entitled, and you can see, the, you can see it up there, Christmas Presents. And you can see all the presents and gifts that are wrapped here this morning. We even, we got, Major Debbie got carried away. She even wrapped the, uh, the speakers. See those big black things? That's not a big gift, it's just the speakers. But she got carried away and wrapped them uh, last night. But you know, we get so caught up in all of the Christmas presents of the giving and the receiving of gifts, all the trappings of Christmas, all the things that accompany this holiday season, that we miss out on the true Christmas presence, and that is the person and presence of Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so, as a reminder this Christmas, hopefully all of you received a little gift here, and it's really, it's really an ornament that you can put on your tree with this little tag here, and my wife Debbie says there's also a magnet. If you want a magnet, there's one out there as well, so you can put it on your refrigerator or wherever else. But hopefully this will remind you this Christmas season 
about Christmas presents, not the toys and the gifts, but the presence of Jesus Christ. And that's, that's our theme. That's our theme uh, for this Christmas season. Wish lists. You know, growing up, we kids always made a wish list, and we gave them to our parents, hoping that we would get what we wished for. And Christmas is a time, it's the time of the year when wishing is encouraged. So this morning, I want to give you a list of what I wish for Christmas. Now, it's not a wish for me, but it's really what I wish for each and every one of you for Christmas this year. So this is my Christmas wish list for you, all right? And it's not a long wish list, and it's a rather simple one. But my wish today is that I wish you Christmas, and not just the Merry Christmas, like we all said, that the holidays are happy for you, but I want to wish you the full experience of this special season, not the commercialized American sense of the word Christmas, but in the true biblical sense of the word. And that's because Christmas in America can get a little crazy sometimes, right? Now, I'm not going to stand up here and rant and rave about commercialism and materialism and consumerism and all the other isms. We all know about it. We know about all the special sales on Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and tomorrow's Cyber Monday. We all know that. Well, I want you to just take a look at this video that was shot a couple of evenings ago at a Walmart. Not here in Coppola, so don't worry. We didn't get you on camera. But it happened over on the mainland, somewhere, I believe, in South Carolina. But just take a look at it and maybe see if you can identify with, with this video. Wow. Well, in all of the holiday rush, to buy all the things we need to buy, to do all the things we need to do, we sometimes lose perspective on what really matters. And when we read the Christmas story in the New Testament, we get a completely different perspective. We see the wonder of that day. We see the miracle that occurred. We see the hope that it represents. And this is the Christmas that I wish for each and every one of you. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Luke is in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. It's the third book, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 1, reading verses 26 through 38. And if you don't have a Bible, we'll have it up on the screen here. Uh, but I'm going to read this portion and I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, if you would just stand while I read this portion of Scripture. Let's, let me read it to you. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. And you can follow along on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Verse 26 says, In the, month, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Amen. You may be seated. So this morning, let's just, let's just take a closer look at this passage from Luke chapter 1. And it may be a very familiar uh, portion of scripture to some of you. It's the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, on the day that the angel Gabriel visited her. And so as I told you, I have some wishes for you. So I have three wishes for you this Christmas season. So here's my first wish. Here's my first wish for you. Number one, I wish for you the favor of God. Okay? I wish for you the favor of God. Say favor of God. Say it one more time. Favor of God. As the angel Gabriel approached Mary that day, he spoke these words, and we see it in verse 28. He said to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then he said in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You see, before this happened, Mary was just a simple teenage girl living with her family in Nazareth, preparing to marry a man named Joseph, She probably had no ambitions for her life beyond caring for her home, her husband, and her children. She was a poor, simple woman. By all worldly standards, pretty insignificant. But with God, with God, there's no such thing as an insignificant person. There's no person on this planet whom he doesn't see whom he doesn't know, whom he doesn't love. You may be poor, you may be desperate, you may lack education and resources and connections. You may be tucked away in an obscure, out-of-the-way place, feeling much like that old Beatles song. I don't know if any of you guys remember the Beatles. They sang a song called Nowhere Man. Some of you remember that song? He's a real nowhere man, sitting in his nowhere land, making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Right? You guys remember that song? Hannah, oh. But you think of those words. Isn't it sad? Maybe people feel like that. They feel exactly like that. But with God, you're not a nobody. 
With God, you're not hidden. With God, you're not obscure. With God, you're not insignificant. With God, you're not a nowhere man nor a nowhere woman. You see, because God has a place for you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he's willing to bestow his favor upon you. And if you will put yourself in his care through trust and obedience and submission to him, he will pour out his favor in your life. Now what does this favor mean? What does it mean, favor? It means blessings, yes. The blessings of joy and peace and contentment. The things we all long for. The things that money and power and fame cannot buy. It's the blessing of knowing God personally. The blessing of being of service to him. Now God's favor also means that he will use your life to do great things. You see in Mary's case, she did the greatest thing of all. She gave birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And in your case and in my case, it means that God will use you to touch the lives of people around you, to be a blessing and an inspiration to others. And many of you are already doing that. Many of you are already doing that and you're enjoying God's favor in your life. If you were here last week, uh, Yvonne referred to the crazy rich Asians. I don't know if you remember that, right? The three ladies. Well, as I thought about that, I thought about, hey, I think I fit in that category as a crazy rich Asian. Number one, I'm Asian, right? My last name is Lum. That's Asian, right? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm crazy. Ask my wife. She says I'm crazy every day, right? And then I'm, I'm rich. Not by worldly standards, but I'm rich in God's love. I'm rich in God's favor. I'm rich in God's blessing. I'm rich in God's plan and purpose for my life. And I'm rich in all those things. And I love what I'm doing. I love being a Salvation Army officer. I love being a pastor. I love being here at the Croc Center. I feel like this. I'm right in the center of God's will for my life. And because of that, I'm rich. I'm a crazy rich Asian. Yeah? All right. So if you have the favor of God in your life, God will put you in situations in which you will care for others, in which you'll teach others and influence others in a way that empowers them to fulfill God's calling in their lives. The favor of God means that he will bless you and he will use you. And so this Christmas, I wish for you the favor of God in your life. That's my first wish. Wish. My second wish. Here's my second wish. I wish for you the nothing is impossible experience. All right? I wish for you the nothing is impossible experience. Say nothing is impossible. impossible. Say it one more time. Nothing is impossible. impossible. Hear the words that was spoken to Mary by the angel Gabriel in verse 37. He said this to Mary. He said, for nothing is impossible with God. Can you say amen to that? For nothing is impossible with God. Clearly what happened to Mary, that a virgin would give birth to a child, was an impossible experience. 
one that will most likely never be repeated. But when the angel spoke these words, he wasn't just talking about Mary and Joseph. He was talking also about Mary's cousin, Elizabeth. You see, Elizabeth and Zechariah were an older couple, beyond childbearing years. They'd never been able to have children, but in their older age, God blessed them in a special way. Elizabeth became pregnant with a child who was to later become John the Baptist. Zechariah and Elizabeth were old and childless, and it appeared that biology was not on their side. But God made the seemingly impossible become a possibility, and eventually reality. That's because nothing is impossible with God. And Jesus grew up in a home where his mother often, often reminded him that nothing is impossible with God. So it's no surprise that even years later, during his public teaching and preaching ministry, Jesus spoke the words that we must have heard from Mary so many times. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said this, With God, all things are possible. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said, Everything is possible for him who believes. And this Christmas, my wish for you is that I wish for you this experience, this nothing is impossible experience. I hope you see God move in your life in miraculous ways, like the Israelites at the Red Sea, like Daniel in the lion's den, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, like the feeding of the 5,000 with a few loaves and fish. I pray that you too will experience the nothing is impossible power of God. And some of you have already experienced that. Some of you have wonderful stories to tell. And, what, and I would love to hear those stories. I have many stories as well to tell in my own life, in my own personal life, how the God of the impossible made things happen. I don't have time to share all the stories this morning. But some of you could say there was, there was no way that I could pay that bill. But the right amount of money arrived at the perfect moment. Some could say the doctor's report wasn't at, all, wasn't at all encouraging, but God intervened and restored my health. Some could say my marriage was falling apart and we were headed for divorce court. God intervened, and now we're keeping our family together and we're beginning to thrive in our marriage. How many of you have had a nothing is impossible experience? I wish that for each and every one of you. But the question is, how does this happen How does this happen? Let's go back to the word. The angel used a phrase that I especially like, and he said this to Mary in verse 35. Verse 35, he said, The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Let me repeat that again. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. If you remember the song the worship team sang, Holy Spirit, overshadowed by his presence. You see, our God is a big God. He's a big God. And figuratively speaking, if he's a big God, he casts a big shadow, a great shadow. This is a great word picture, and it kind of puts things in our mind. But you see, the closer we are to him, the more he overshadows us with his love and with his care and with his protection. And that's why the psalmist wrote 
in Psalm 91.1. He said, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And Psalm 57 one says, I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Think about that. I was at the men's breakfast yesterday, and it was early in the morning, and we were at the gym lanai, and the sun was shining right on us, and it was so hot. And so what I did, I strategically moved in front of a pillar, and I stood in the shadow and in the shade. Oh, yeah, thank you. Because it protected me. And that's what God does. He casts a huge shadow, and we need to stay close to him so that we can remain in his shadow, in his care, in his protection. So you see, the the closer we walk with him, the more engulfed we are in his shadow. When we allow the God of the universe to, to overshadow us, when we live lives truly devoted to him, he moves in ways beyond our greatest expectations. You see, when we allow ourselves to become overshadowed by his presence, we experience firsthand the nothing is impossible power of God. So this is why I hope that you will cling to Christ, that you will abide in Christ, that you would live each day of your life close to him, as close as you can possibly be in his shadow. Because there's no limit to what he can do when you live and when you rest in his shadow. So those are my first two wishes. Number one, the favor of God. Number two, the uh, nothing is impossible experience. And so my third wish, my final wish for each and every one of you today, and for myself included, is this. I wish for you total submission to God's will. I wish for you total submission to God's will. You see, when the angel spoke to Mary, when the angel spoke to Mary all that God was planning to do, Mary gave this very, very simple response. She said in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. It was a very humble response. And I'm sure that right away Mary understood the implications of this announcement. She was not yet married, yet she was to be given a child. She knew there was a chance that Joseph might abandon her. She knew that people would get the wrong idea and that they would talk. And if they could, they would text and tweet and get on social media. She understood right away that this favor of God being bestowed on her, that being used by God in this special way would come with a price. And at this moment, she made the decision to not give in to the fear of what other people might think or say. At this point, she made the decision to not give in to the fear of the unknown. At this point in time, she made the decision to say, basically, in effect, I belong to God. Let his will be done in my life. I wish this for each and every one of you. That you can experience a full and complete surrender to the will of God in your life. 
My prayer is that you and me, all of us, can put aside our own selfish ambitions, that we can set aside our fears and our worries of what what others might say or what others might think. I pray that we would set aside our our self-doubts and and just simply yield ourselves completely to the God who loves us with an everlasting love. You see, to, to surrender and to submit is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. But it's the most important part of my Christmas wish list for you. It is this attitude of surrender to God that makes it possible to experience his favor. And it's this attitude of surrender to God that makes it possible to experience his miraculous, nothing is impossible, life-changing power. This is where you need to be. This is where I need to be. And that's my Christmas wish for each and every one of you. I'm going to ask Matt to come up to the, to the piano. And I'm going to ask him to play one of my, just to play one of my favorite Christmas songs. And you'll recognize it when he starts playing it. It's a beautiful Christmas carol called Silent Night. And even though we may not yet quite be in the Christmas season, I want to start thinking about that. Because if you're not already caught up in the busyness of the season, you soon will be. And my hope and my prayer is that we would not forget the true meaning of Christmas. That throughout the busyness, throughout all the many things on our to-do list, we would always keep in mind that one silent night many years ago, sometimes when I hear that song, it brings tears to my eyes. I get reminded that Jesus came to this earth, not so much for the entire world, which he did, but he came for me. Me. Little old, insignificant me. And he comes for you as well. Even as the song plays, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. Perhaps we find ourselves at that manger, at that first Christmas, the shepherds, the angels, the wise men. They came and they knelt in awe and worship of the Christ child. And they surrendered their life to him. And so as you think about your life this morning, maybe your life isn't what you thought it would be, Maybe there's some brokenness in your life. Maybe Christmas is not a happy time for you. Maybe Christmas is a time that seems to magnify all that is lacking in your life. Maybe it's financial struggles. Maybe it's relationship issues. Maybe it's stress and loneliness or even depression. And perhaps you're missing a loved one who has gone away and you miss him so much that that pain in your heart is unbearable. Well, I just want to remind you and I want you to know that God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved. That through him we might experience 
life to the fullest. You see, Jesus came to heal broken hearts. He came to take away the pain and the ugliness and the shame and the sorrow in our lives. And he wants to replace it with beauty and honor and the oil of gladness. He wants to pour out his favor upon you. He wants you to experience his miraculous, life-changing power. And how do we get there? Simply surrender. Surrender to him completely. Just like that simple teenage girl surrendered to the will of God 2,000 years ago. Surrender your heart to him and place your future in his hands. Cling to him. Abide with him. Live in his shadow. Let him be present in every area of your life because his presence is enough. It's all you need. And so that's my Christmas wish for you. The worship team is going to come and sing that song again. Holy Spirit. And even as they sing, as the Holy Spirit works and moves in your own heart, we invite you to come to the place of prayer here. If you need prayer, we'll have people on the side of the auditorium ready to talk and pray with you, to encourage you. Or if you just want to come to the place of, the prayer, of prayer and no one will bother you here. But allow God's Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and let his presence be experienced in your heart this day. Let's pray together. I'd like to pray for you this morning. If you have a need or a concern, there's no one looking around, just slip up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning because we know that you are a God who cares about us. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of your son, Jesus Christ, whose birth that we celebrate this day. And Heavenly Father, we know that you love us and that you care for us. And so, Heavenly Father, particularly for those who raise their hands, those who said, yes, I, I have a need, I have a concern, I have a worry. And Lord, I'm trusting in you. In faith, I'm believing. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would heed and hear those prayers today. I lift them up to you. I pray, Father, that you would send your Holy Spirit to bring reassurance, to bring comfort. And Lord, we know that we can come to you at any time, at any place. And so, Lord, thank you again for this reminder of who you are and how much you just want to, to bless us with your presence in our lives and with your goodness and with your faithfulness and with your love and with your joy and with your peace. So I pray, Father, that your presence would continue to be with us. Thank you again, Lord. We love you, we praise you, we worship you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.